Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. So it's uh, all for play for still? I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Good evening, everybody, and welcome to For the Love of Paul McGrath podcast. And you know what? I'm actually really happy that we're doing a match preview again because it seems like it's been bloody forever since we've done one. And uh, yeah, look, as I say, we we did a podcast last night in the transfer window, and um, everybody knows I love a good transfer rumor, and I love getting my teeth stuck into that. But I think I think I'm about ready to step away from it for a few weeks or months, anyway, at least, and uh, and concentrate on who we have and what we have coming up, and that very much so is Leicester at the weekend, Paddy, when we welcome them to to, to Villa Park. Um, very much kind of a Leicester team that have, you know, they've 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 questions to answer this this year, and uh, I for one hope that they don't have the answers to anything on Saturday come three p.m. No, well, we're all thinking that unless there's any uh, foxes lurking around the comments there. I think we're all we're all hoping that we will push on and get the the three points again on Saturday. Unfortunately, we've we've as Villa do, we've landed when they start to hit a bit of form. Um, they're pushing their way out of the 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 danger zone. They've got potentially Madison back for and on all cylinders. They have a couple of injuries, mind you, but. We just have to look after ourselves, and I think if we look after ourselves, we should, should pick up the three points. Um, you mentioned there that they're hitting a run of form, or, or a bit of, of of a run of form. They've still they, they've conceded the second most amount of goals since the restart after the World Cup, and uh, I think that that's going to be pivotal in in this. That you know, R- Brendan Rodgers couldn't get a handle on the. On them conceding goals. I know it was specifically from corners last season, but he couldn't get a handle on them conceding goals last season. And I think Aston Villa are going to need to score early. 
um, because I'm and look here's famous last words and you can all blame me when we go one nil down after seven minutes but I've got this kind of feeling under Unai Emery that we can go and win games 2-1 and 1-0 and not need to mm. score a lot of goals what 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 do you make of that, Paddy? Do you like um th- this this Leicester team? As I say, they've they're 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 a bit disjointed at times. Yeah, and a bit a bit like ourselves at the start of the season when they go ahead, they're struggling to keep leads. That's that's what's happened. Is, now, we, yeah. We've been we've been a bit better, obviously, in in the last how many games? You know, I never checked it after we discussed it last night. How many games? You know, Emery's there, but uh, yeah. It's it's nine it's, including I, cup games, I think it is. So seven seven league games, that'd be correct. I think so, yeah. So six six wins and a draw, is that correct? Or six last. wins five wins, one loss and a draw. Yeah. No, we didn't lose any in the league, did we? We lost Liverpool. Oh we lost Liverpool. Sorry. Jesus. Yeah. Tried to block that out of my mind. <laughs> yeah. Look we were it was very disappointing that the first game uh was cancelled due to the death of the Queen. Obviously, all games were cancelled, but it was just so unfortunate because, well, fortunate, unfortunate, whatever you want to call it, because it was another game that Stephen Gerrard didn't win and we're in a better position now. But from a a points point of view, I've no doubt that the bad position that Leicester were in, we'd we'd have gone and probably taken three points off them, but that game was cancelled. So it's our first game against them this year. Um, I was at Leicester away last year. It was a boring nil-all draw. Um, Delboy has just given me a laugh there in the comments. He said, "Remember Filbert Street, Paddy?" I don't really want to remember what year it was, but I think the fact that Filbert Street gives it away a bit. Um, Simon Grayson was playing for for Leicester actually at the time, and I don't know if you ever if anyone was ever in Filbert Street, the away end, you're literally going through someone's living room to get into. <laughs> Uh, and, I, and that's not far off the mark you, you literally went through someone's garage nearly to get into the, the, the away end there's a row of houses and then you've got the stand, little stand in behind it and then the big monstrosity of a stand on the other side of the pitch which dwarfed everything but it was a mad place to watch football and myself and Del Boy went we, we did a three game tour well the third game was an accident but we saw Villa and Liverpool at, at, <laughs> Give an accident. <laughs> well, we decided to go to London, and we ended up in Crystal Palace versus Bolton Wanderers. But okay. um, but we went to uh, we went to Villa in Liverpool, and we went to Leicester away, and then went down to London and went to Palace of Bolton Wanderers. So it was a bit of a, a bit of a mad week or two, which uh, which done a bit of harm to the liver. So uh, <laughs> we made our way around the Midlands and then headed back down to London. So that 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 just reminded me of a, of good a good times and good crack. Yeah, I, I can imagine. So, um, and uh, like, yeah, like there's, there's, there's a quintessential kind of, um, how am I going to put it? I, fo- I follow a, 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 a account on Twitter and it's like, I think it's something like the good old days of football and you see the old Dell, you see the old Filbert Street and, and, and the baseball ground and uh, the Derby County had and stuff. And look, I was I was only young. I was like 10, 11, 12, 13 when, when teams were still playing at those uh, at those grounds. But I've vivid memories of sticker books, of the Premier League sticker books. And, uh, you know, and seeing those grounds within the sticker books. 
And uh, it's mad. I associate Dean Sturridge with every single one of those grounds, and I've got absolutely no <laughs> idea why I do. But anyway, yeah, that's that's off the beaten track. But uh, yes, obviously, Filbert Street, the old home of Leicester. Uh, Martin O'Neill started off uh, as Leicester manager when they were still there, and then they obviously moved to the Walker Stadium, which is now the King Power, yeah. and, uh, and so yeah. on. The rest of this history from there. We have somebody in the comments as well that knows an awful lot about Leicester because he does a, a Leicester Harry. podcast. Yes, <laughs> and he uh, he was at the it was I think it was actually a stag party. I met him at the game last year, uh, the Nil All game. He, he'll confirm. I think it was a stag party or one of the stag parties oh. that he came down from Scotland for. Um, yeah. So look, it's it, it's a big game because we we've got obviously Man City and Arsenal and anything is possible in the in the week or so, uh, two weeks afterwards. So it's important we get the three points and keep the momentum going. I think so too. Uh, you mentioned there that Leicester are hitting a bit of form. I, I think, like I thought the exact same, but I'm just after opening up uh, a website here and it's telling me that Leicester have failed to win their last five Premier League matches, losing four and only drawing one against Brighton when they were actually up and Brighton came back to 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 snatch a point uh, from that game, if I'm not mistaken, uh, uh, as well. But um, that, like as we know with Aston Villa, previous history or previous five games, like that's probably the least... Um, favorable time for us to play any team. Um, but I think uh, the the converse of that is, I think under Unai Emery, we've shown to have a small bit more mental resolve. Um, in six of our last seven home games, I'm also seeing here we've scored, or or that there has been over two point five goals in, in those games. And obviously, we know of our last seven matches that we've played in the Premier League. Unai Emery has got an uh, um a song from the team so uh like i think every aston villa fan should be going there expectant at the weekend more so than hopeful you know i often have that phrase um i'm hopeful for this game more so than expectant i think that we, we should be able to flip that around even with the the you know the the the, the lack of incomings you know and if if there, you know, if people are frustrated with regards to that, I still think we can go. We can have a go- coherent game plan, and we can we can win this game at the weekend. Um, Leicester are missing a few players, Paddy. Actually, before before we we go into that, Matt Hanlon, thank you so much. I once again, your gratitude, your your generosity blows my mind. Thank you so much for that, and also um, to 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 Glenn Glenn Dancer Dan. Kerr, Don, Don, sir, apologies if I'm, if I'm pronouncing it incorrectly. Your first time coming and joining us. You're looking for a place to land. You're always welcome here. And if you've got 10 other friends that would like to join us as well, Glenn, bring them along. Bring them along. We'd love to have them here. We're going to come back to some of your comments in a moment, but we'll just go down through the, through the injuries. And Lester, if you're a fullback, if you play in a fullback position and you, you never want to join Lester because they can't seem to keep them fit, uh, James Justin, Ricardo Pereira, Ryan Bertrand, all out. Samaria, who's been playing really well for them, was keeping Ndidi out of the team early on at the start of the season. He's also out. Johnny Evans, the wily old fox, he's out. Looks like Ndidi won't make it. They have Iosi Perez here down as, as doubtful. I'd imagine he's very doubtful considering he's now playing he's with <laughs> Betis. Yes, yeah, considering he's playing with, with the real Betis. And uh, obviously... Um, Jamie Vardy, the Tom Brady of, uh, or well, not Tom Brady's probably a bit overstretching for De- Jamie Vardy, but um, the old man of the team, um, he is doubtful as well. It doesn't look like he's he's going to play. But as you said, Madison and Jewsbury Hall, um, are back for them, and, and they really run that engine room for them. Absolutely, um, Madison is is just one of those players you just love to have in your team. For me, 
I know he hates Villa because he's a Coventry boy and we did the majority when he was a kid, I suppose. But uh, yeah. he, he he absolutely despises Villa. I know that for a fact. So yeah, I I, I love to see him being beaten, but. We'll just have to wait and see what happens at the weekend. There's a couple of weak links, especially, I think, in the goalkeeper department. I think that's where we can get at them. But uh, who, who, who troubles the goalkeeper in our team? We'll have to wait and see what uh, what what's the opportunities uh, on, on Saturday. But look, I think if we go and put them under a high press, I think I think that's how we rattle this goalkeeper early on. Yeah. The, one of the things for me as well, who do we... Uh, how do we... How do we kind of yeah rattle that goalkeeper? Well, I think somebody who's going to be very pivotal to that, and he showed it against Spurs, um, due to the, his propensity to shoot from to be to be one of our few midfielders who can get a shot on target, <laughs> is Douglas Louise. And we saw Douglas Louise had this like I'm coming back to it, Paddy. Anybody who's watched this podcast for a long time, there is no need for the application Instagram. It's not needed. It's it, nobody needs to have it. Absolutely nobody needs to have the the, the application Instagram. Why put up that fucking stupid post on Instagram? I'm sitting on top of your half a million pound Lamborghini saying you feel sick and it's it's January weather. Get inside, get under the bed covers and fucking take a lamp sip and be ready for the weekend. I, I, the big, I, question, I, big, big burning question here, Neil, is if you hate Instagram that badly, what the fuck are you doing looking at it? I didn't. You No, I didn't. Noel Connachton sent it into our group. But you're Connaughton. always on it. You're always on it. You just jumped into the group. <laughs> I'm telling you, like, why do what's the what is the malfunction with footballers that they need to put a, put everything up on Instagram? Like, what's the malfunction? I just I never understand it. I will never understand it. If I had a bazillion pounds like they do, the last thing I would be doing is sitting on top of my car with a, with a woolly hat on, waiting for somebody to take a photo of me feeling sorry for myself because Maybe I've got a height Maybe maybe that made him feel a little bit better. Fair play, yeah. Watch it yourself. What the, the, the likes roll, the like the likes rolled in, Paddy. The likes rolled I'll in. I'm say sure. Before and I say it again, I couldn't give a shiny shite what he does from one end of the week to the other as long as he turns up on a Saturday and plays well, which he has yeah. done. So for me, he has a pass. Absolutely. No, look, as I say, here, the, if you were looking at if you're looking at Instagram today, you would have seen Ollie Watkins lying in the cot with his baby. I saw. I actually. I saw that on Twitter. I saw. So, a fella, I, I, so I and I shared that into our group as well on Twitter. Yeah, and that was his wife or his missus that that, that <laughs> had that up on Twitter. And I start on, on Instagram. And I certainly am not following her. <laughs> <laughs> so no. I, I, I think that's worse than sitting on top of your car. <laughs> well, he no, because she took the photo of him and put it up on her account. He yeah. he staged the photograph of sitting on his and this isn't me bashing Dougie this is me having an existential crisis about the need for social media um, presence like this I completely get social media for branding purposes and so on but I never get the whole uh, cryptic cryptic message on, on social media just does my head in like and I know that's part of branding as well but he said he was off work he was sitting on his car but he said of work as well, what, what, so uh, what's a twenty-seven-year-old man doing lying in a cot? I can only guess that he just missed the bed and landed in the cot. Well, his child was probably up all night. You know, I think we'd all do that from a fatherly point of view. Well, Ollie Watkins, if you're listening, it's Thursday night. I hope you're asleep, and I hope you're asleep yeah. this time tomorrow too. 
So you can do that early in the week stuff, but when yep. it gets to the business end of the week, you need your night's sleep. So yeah. off to a hotel for you for the next two nights. 100%. We've, we've got no fucking strikers to put you under pressure, so <laughs> you better be firing yeah. on Saturday. That's it. Exactly. Um, yeah, and, and the, the reason I wouldn't have brought that up is family men. Family men are always good in my book. That's what I would say uh, from that point of view. But anyway, no, I'm not having a go at Ali or I'm not having a go at Dougie, uh, Doug, Dougie's Louise in that. As I said, this is just... We're only this having, is a joke, joke. We're, we're we're having a joke. We're already having a joke. The renewed said there's, there's an... Uh, the, see, this dates back to the end of last season where there was hashtag Team Paddy with Danny Ings and there was hashtag Team Neil with Ali Watkins and hashtag Team Paddy won out vastly in the Twitter wars uh, for for Danny Ings. Um, so people were putting in hashtag Team Paddy every time Ings did something good. And nobody put in a hashtag Neil ever when Ali Watkins did any good. So I can only imagine that Paddy has his... Paddy, Paddy is has bought a bot farm in Skopje in Macedonia or something like that. And that's what was, was, uh, was pushing up the numbers. But I, I, that, that's where this comes from. That's where a lot of the, 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 um, the, the banter around that comes from. So, um, yeah. So he just said we'd, we'd, uh, I, I, I have an ongoing, uh, ongoing kind of, uh, long running, um, meltdown, not meltdown, but, uh, kind of Victor Meldrew for anybody who's, who's based out of the UK. I turn into Victor Meldrew about, uh, about cryptic posts on social media because they do my head in. Um, so anyway, yeah, that's where we go. Anyway, back to, back to matters less, um, uh, back to matters less trivial, uh, than those, but I, going back to Douglas Louise, I think he's going to be pivotal at the weekend because we see the way that he, he, he's been allowed to kind of link the play. He did it against Leeds, uh, to, to good effect. He did it against Spurs to very good effect. And, um, you know, he's had a pop from, from, um, from far out. He caught Hugo Lloris, essentially caught Hugo Lloris for the first goal. Ball rebounds back off Lloris. Uh, Ollie Watkins comes in, lays it back, and uh, who was it? Was it Buendia? Buendia scored. Buendia, and then, yeah. obviously, <clears throat> Douglas Lewis scores the second goal then, I think it was against Spurs. So, I think he's going to be pivotal. All jokes aside about sitting on your car, I do hope he feels an awful lot better because I think he's been a real shining star for us since Unai Emery has come into the team. And he is definitely somebody that we can continue to build for the rest of the season around. Um, uh, I, 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 think, I think another very, very pivotal player is uh, it, it that that we're going to see, or may, maybe we, well, yeah, I presume it is going to be Ashley Young that's going to be playing at right back. I think whoever's going to be going to be there uh, at right back at the weekend is going to have to be under a game because um, you know Harvey Barnes has had a he's been a bit down on form this season. Last season he was he he was. He was kind of teetering, but like he has these great games in him and he's an intelligent player and he plays the game very well. And if we start to open up a small little bit, he can catch you in behind like we were caught against Liverpool. So the, the and I've full confidence in Ashley Young to to um to be able to marshal him at the weekend, but I still think he's going to be very pivotal and it's going to be some an area. I think I think whenever we play any team, they're going to try and target Ashley Young. He's been massively up to the task so far. So um my audio is probably buzzy because I've been told my audio is very low, so I'm talking very close to the microphone. So I apologise if that is if that is the case. Um, we can't seem to get the audio correct for for the audio podcasts. Um, so I'll, I'll I'll retreat from the podcast a small little bit uh, from the the um the microphone a small little bit um, and see if it makes it any better. Um, but yeah, what do you think about that, Paddy? Do you think that there are going to be massive threats down the wings for us again, or or actually, I suppose really. 
like is, is it anything that we really need to worry about anymore or are we kind of passed that notice that Una Emery has gotten a bit more shape in there and our fullbacks don't bomb forward as much as they did do under Gerrard yeah <clears throat> I think that's the case I, 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 like I mentioned Madison Madison is my biggest worry in this team if we can nullify him I think we can stop them very easily um, they don't have the, the firepower that they used to have Harvey Barnes obviously very good player can turn can turn the best of them inside out if he's on his, if he's on form he hasn't been on form. Um, with regard to the concern over Douglas Louise, if he's out, then we have a problem because we, we it disrupts that midfield which has been operating very well as it was, mm-hmm. and we may have to see then Donker in there because it's unlikely he's got even if he was fit he probably wouldn't play McGinn in there. I'm sure he'd play then Donker because that would suit the system a bit better. I think. But uh, I don't think McGinn will come straight back in just yet. I think he's probably due another week or two on the grass before we see him take a full part in a game. We might see him on the bench. I don't. I, I wouldn't think so. Bear in mind that he's only just back playing, so um, that might take a couple of weeks. But it, it's an important duel. Those two sitting in front of the back four. If they if they get Marshall Madison, I think it nullifies them from the start. Yeah. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The, the, who was it there? I think it was Barry put in something there. Barry Robertson put in there again. And Marty at, um, at, at centre half. Again, mm. like we're going uh, we're gonna to be relying on our pace up top. And and the effort of Watkins and, and and to to a lesser extent, but also not to be outdone. Bailey, I think Bailey Bailey put gets around the field um a good bit, but he just doesn't do he doesn't do smart chasing or smart closing down like Ollie Watkins does. Um, so, but the effort the effort is still there to 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 a smaller extent. But I think the the interchange between Watkins and Bailey, like like the this guy phase, he's he's pretty decent centre half but he's learning the ropes in the Premier League and I think that we can get in around the two of them around the Martin phase and uh, and and try and, and and get get the ball around them but one area of for for of, of concern I suppose for Leicester and obviously for us as well is it's probably going to be in actual up front he just scores against us like that's what he does he's one of these players who just yeah. like for Man City used to like scoring against us and for Leicester he's he scored a few against us as well um Hopefully we can we can put that that kind of hex to bed, Paddy. What do you think? Well, I think he I think he was a better player at Man City probably because of the players he had around him. So I don't have that fear. Uh, obviously, anyone getting the right the right ball can can score goals, and he's well capable of doing it. He just 
he ha- he hasn't done it for me consistently consistently at at Leicester. So I'm not really too worried about that. I'm glad that Vardy's out. Vardy's had a field day against us all throughout the years. Um, did a player they signed? His name escapes me. Also injured. The guy they signed transfer Cent- deadline day. The centre half. Yeah. Big Suter, yeah, yeah, Harry Suter, Suter yeah, 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 from Stoke. Yeah. He's touch and go, yeah. I, I don't think he's going to be ready. Um, mm. I, I, I'm also, I also have. I'm not going to say that I've got massive concerns, but I think he's going to have an acclimatization to the Premier League. Um, even, even judging on his World Cup performances, you can see that some things are good and some teams need some things need work. So he, he yeah. might be one of these players that comes in, looks good in the first two, one or two games, and as there's more fi- more video on him, there's more film on him. Um, playing against Premier League opposition, I, I think that he might have a climatization. There might be a regression to the mean in that in, in that area there. But the the um they were probably the, the guy that they they signed Christensen at a left back. He's a pretty he's a very decent player, and they're probably going to pair him up at times. If if Barnes isn't doing the business or whatever, they're going to bring Tete off the bench, and he's a player I really like. I would have liked yeah. you know if Villa were looking to sign a player. Um, on deadline day, I think Tete would have fitted Aston Villa absolutely really well. He does dogs work in 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 defence, and he gets the ball forward as well. Um, the guy that they he um cut short his loan at Leon, um, originally from Shakhtar Donetsk, and he's he's gone to Leicester for the rest of the season. So, um, an interesting player, and um, yeah, I I hope we don't see too much of him at the weekend because I think that he can. I, I think he's. And he's made for for the Premier League in some aspects, but you just you really never know what you're going to get. Somebody coming from the from the Ukrainian league and coming coming directly into into Premier League football um, at, at a few days' notice and a few days' training. Mm. Yeah, I, th- I think I think one way, we, if, especially with him, I think he's six foot six or six foot eight. That, that Harry Suter, yeah, yeah, he's a big, big unit, and it's a, mm. it's somewhere that they're lacking. Uh, at the back is, is a bit of height and they're lacking that aerial presence of, of uh, Schmeichel as well so um, it's a completely different side to the side that we would have played even in that nil all draw as, uh, at the, at their place last year I keep, what do they call it now? King Power Stadium um, yeah so look the, the, uh, everything points towards a Villa win I'm expecting a Villa win um, Me too. I think I think we're settled enough to really trouble them Probably a lot more settled than they are, and I think that will be the telling point at the end of the day. It's not going to be a four-five nil game. It's it's a it's no. a two-two-nil, two-one. They were they're well able to score. They, they probably will nick one, but uh, we'll we'll reserve our, our predictions until we see the team sheet tantrum on Saturday. Well, you always do that. I always get out over my skis in these pre-match ones, and I've I've already predicted a one-nil Aston Villa, and the reason that I wanted to say that is because, um, you know we. We often talk about, you know, signature performances, 3-0s, 3-1s, 4-1s, those kind of things. I just don't think Una is going to set us up to do that. I don't think he's going to want us to put the, to 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 smash teams like that. Obviously, we'll take them if the opportunities arise. But I, I think that we will be resolute, score two. If we score two goals, we will always, if we score one goal, we'll always have a chance of a draw. If we score two goals, we'll always have more of a chance of a win. And I think that's, I think he's going to be pragmatic and set us up that way. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think that's the way it's always going to be with him. Yeah. I don't think he, I don't think he goes out to, to really press home and win four or five nil. I don't think we're ever going to see those uh, performances. As a result, there, there's no opportunity to bring someone like a, a Duran in and see what he's made of because you, you know I'd, I'd like to, I'd like to see a game where we go 
a couple of goals up and, and him to come in and just, you know, let him do his stuff and see how he gets mm. on. But uh I think we see him off the, the way the way the way we're set up, it's probably not uh like the like for like from what we've we've seen of the you know the clips and whatever, he's probably more a Watkins type player than he is a a, a Bailey type player because he's big and he holds up the ball as well as court goals. So he he does he does a similar job to Watkins. Whether the two of them can fit together, I don't know. But uh, as I'm saying, it's I'm sure Emery has seen enough of him in training to know whether he he's up for. Put, well, I'm sure he'd be on the bench. I've, I've no doubt oh, about that. I, I yeah. think we see him for ten minutes at the end. I I don't think, like, I, I I could very easily see like Bailey doesn't usually last ninety minutes. No, I'm sure I could I could open up FB Ref and it'd tell me completely different. But it just in the back of my mind, off the top of my head here, you know, having a, a striker to come on for ten minutes mm. at the end or fifteen minutes at the end, I see no no reason why we wouldn't play Duran and and see what he can do specifically if they do. Let's just say. They do start Harry Suter. Why not bring him on for the last 10, 15 minutes and get him up there and get him into the rough and tumble with a big man up yeah. there as well and see what see what he's made of, you know? Um, also, I'm going to be running a competition that if Jean Duran does score at the weekend, we will give away a Jean Duran jersey to some lucky winner. Um, so I know that it look, it's it's unlikely, but um we will be doing kind of little um kind of prop bets like that if x thing happens we will give away that jersey mm. for, for x player that might be a, that might be a dangerous competition because a little birdie told me today that they've had a penalty shootout competition all week and he's mm. won them all i've heard Every that I, I, <laughs> uh, yeah so i i i, I that, think so too <laughs> that could be wrong but i i was told that he won every one of them this week so there you go make it yeah, up what you will and uh, yeah, as I say, if he does score, I'll be putting up the tweet, and I'll be I'll be putting up a YouTube short as well later on. So um, uh, we'll I'll, I'll be doing doing it later on this evening. If John Duran scores, you'll have to you'll have to get on the tweet though. You'll it, if you retweet, you have to like and retweet the tweet uh, out there, and uh, we'll give away a John Duran jersey um, if uh, if he does the business at the weekend, lads. That's going to do it for us tonight. We could stay here rambling. I could talk. I could talk for ages about social media posts as well. But look, we just don't have that time in our lives anymore. Um, I have to go in and sleep in a cot tonight. Um, with my little, with my little <laughs> one because she's going to be. She's she's teething at the moment. Um, so I hope that there's nobody taking photographs of the of the uh, the baby monitor. Um, while I'm doing that, but um, do, it, do whatever. Do what everybody else does and just lies on the floor beside the cot. I, I use yeah, that's that's my thing. Lie on the floor and stick as long as I stick my hand in through the bars. Or bring the, the baby into the bed. <laughs> no, I'm I've, I'm not doing that because that's bad habits. I prefer to sleep on the floor <laughs> than to bring the baby into the bed. But anyway, uh, listen, thanks very much, uh, everybody, for, for jumping on. I really, really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, thanks for everything you do for the podcast. If you think, if there's anybody out there you think would like to listen to us and our ramblings, please let them know about the podcast. Word of mouth is the best is is, is the best seller of anything that we can uh, we can find. We're nearly at five thousand YouTube subscriptions at the moment. Um, please sit your head on the screen. Neil. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, what I've done there, no? Is it me? No, I think he's talking about me centering my head on the screen. Maybe as a love paddy, but oh no, maybe too. I don't know. Um, Jeez, I, anyway. I spend my time trying to stay between those two picture frames yeah, behind me. Between the two picture frames. <laughs> Um, 
but yeah, we're we're nearly at five k subs on on YouTube. If anybody here isn't subscribed, if you're watching, maybe you, you tune in all the time and you aren't subscribed, just hit that subscribe button. It doesn't cost you anything. It's just a vanity project for us to get to five k. Um, it's my it's it's uh, I like round numbers. I like round numbers is basically what I'm getting at there. But thanks so much everybody for watching for listening. We'll be back with a team sheet tantrum on Saturday at one fifty. And we'll be back with a post-match directly after the game at 4.55. And hopefully we'll be cheering um, after that game. So hopefully you'll join us for those as well. So in the meantime, everybody, thanks so much for joining us. Stay safe, stay healthy. And all that's left to say is up the villa. Up the villa. Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.